The absolute quiet of the post-apocalyptic world was torn by the scream of tires as the SUV slid to a halt. Turning a full ninety degrees, it threatened to roll over at the last second as it went up on two wheels, but then it dropped to the pavement, coming to a rest. Long black ribbons stretched behind it for well over a hundred feet, smoking and filling the air with the stink of burning rubber. The sound traveled for miles and echoed throughout the city, off hills and buildings. Many dead faces looked up, confused as to its origin. Thousands of corpses started shuffling this way and that, across the Monterey Peninsula. Few people were still alive to hear the screech of tires, and to them it meant there was one less living person in the world, and one more zombie. The Land Rover sat silently except for the low cadence of the idling engine. When that ceased, the silence was complete. It was as if nothing had ever happened, but inside, the occupant needed more time to recover. Cooper's hands shook, and his heart pounded painfully in his chest as adrenaline flooded his body. He had to sit still for a moment and take a few breaths. He knew if he tried to stand right away, he would likely fall flat on his face. This delay turned out to be very fortunate for him. As he slowly exhaled, he looked over the people he'd almost run down. They seemed so much closer when the threat of hitting them was a strong possibility. In actuality, they were a good ten yards away at least. He watched them from his passenger side window as he took in another long, slow breath. He could hear the wind as it buffeted the SUV, causing it to move only slightly. The hair and clothes of the group before him flapped and jumped, and they all turned away from it. At the center was his sister, Ellen, and immediately he knew something wasn't right. He hesitated, fighting the strong desire to jump from the SUV and run to her, but something held him back. Something just wasn't right and he couldn't put his finger on it. Maybe his hesitation was just the result of days spent in a constant state of alertness and paranoia. Only seconds passed, but time in the quiet car dragged on. Cooper gave himself a few moments to examine the group of five. He only knew two of them, his sister and her boyfriend Trevor. Trevor was a large guy with long hair and a very long beard. His arms were tied to his sides. There was a birdcage on his head and a long chain around his neck. That was very strange, but that's not what kept Cooper from jumping out of the car. If anything, it piqued his curiosity, adding to the desire to leap from the SUV. But why was he just sitting and watching? What made him feel so uneasy? He almost popped the door open, had his hand on the handle, when it registered. His sister looked angry, pissed off, and that was unusual. Her default expression was one of happiness, and her eyes always smiled. It took a lot to make her look this angry. She looked so pissed off that deep down Cooper was a little afraid she was mad at him. As her little brother, he was a lightning rod for her frustrations growing up, but it went both ways. He knew the subtle differences between her expressions, and he knew the difference between sibling-inspired irritation 
and real hate-fueled anger. Maybe she would have looked angry briefly after almost getting run down by a car, but her face hadn't changed. There was definitely something wrong. It was obvious Ellen couldn't see him, as she would have smiled or called out or approached him or waved him off. She would have done something. But she just stood there, looking angry, smoldering mad about something. The rest of the group, the other three, stood with weapons at the ready. This wasn't odd behavior these days, but his sister was unarmed. She stood a bit in front of the other three in the group. Yeah, there is something wrong, he thought. The question now was how to proceed. One thing was damn sure, he wasn't going to leave his sister. He popped the door open, and a blast of cold air from the bay went through him.